Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. We all like people who are, well, likeable, don't we? And we'd hope that our frontline staff who meet and greet our customers are also likeable. So how do you find those people when you're hiring for customer service roles? How do you know that they'll have the right stuff? Well, customer service trainer Monique Richardson says good people will be attracted to companies like yours if your business has a friendly culture. In a moment, Monique walks us through the hiring and onboarding process and what you should do if a good employee decides to leave your company. But first, she tells Chris Ashmore how important it is to get the right people for customer service roles. I've always said customer service is not for the fate-hearted, like it genuinely requires, you know, attitude and mindset and commitment to show up every day and serve customers as I did many years on the, the front line. And I remember once I was running a training workshop, it was a public training program, and one of the team members sat down and we started chatting at the start. Um, she was the first person to arrive and said, oh, I just can't believe I'm here. Like, I hate customers. You know, I hate dealing with them. I hate talking to them. She said, I just, I can't stand dealing with customers. I said, oh, that's really interesting. I said, what is it that you do at your company? And she said, I'm the receptionist. <laughs> and so one of the most customer facing roles in the organization that didn't want to be there. Now, this is of no fault of the team member, completely wrong hiring decision. And sending her to a day of training with me was not going to change that either. So I actually suggested some other roles that didn't involve so much of that customer interaction and maybe looking at doing more work behind the scenes, which was a great conversation. So hiring the right people with the right attitude and the right mindset that have to be there because we can train skills we can let people know what those behaviours are, but getting the right person, first step to every service culture. Well, that leads to how do you find those people and how do you attract them to your business? One of the best ways that we can attract people is actually by the culture that we have within the organisation. So what I find typically happens is that if the organisation has a great culture has a great leadership and is a great place to work and be, that often too, the referrals, the recommendations from friends, even just when they start looking at, you know, social media, we've got places like Glassdoor where people can check out companies before they go there, that that's one of the best ways that we can attract talent because we can have all of the different recruitment methods and looking at different ways that we do that as well. But most importantly, it has to be a place that people look at that and go, I really want to be able to work there because this sounds like an awesome place to work. So that for me is the best way that we can attract great talent. Let's say they've interviewed or they're working with you. How do you identify that they have the skills and importantly, the attitudes to be able to be customer facing? That's where I think in the interviews as well, like very important to have the behavioural interviews as well, you know, having those questions to be able to ask. And depending on the needs of the job as well, that there's going to be some roles that are going to require different skills depending on the role. And there's often many skills when we're looking at people in service, be it communication skills, 
you know, particularly too, if there's more of that written role, be it through live chat or, you know, email and so on, depending on the role. But there may also be some roles that are entry level positions. So we find that person that is excited, that they've got great enthusiasm, that they really want to be there. And then we can provide them with skills. So there's always three components for me. There is the mindset, the attitude, then there is the behaviours, which we can let them know this is what is expected working from here, and then the skills. And we can develop skills. We can teach skills. So it's just really in that initial recruitment phase, asking the right questions to be able to also find out whether or not they're a great fit, they want to be there to work for the customer, to be able to also you know, have a great attitude and mindset around work. Well, in the job interview, what kind of questions should you ask? Scenario-based questions are a great one to be able to ask as well. So that can be anything from tell me about a time that you, you know, have you ever had a customer that was really angry or upset? You know, how did you respond? So having those opportunities to ask questions based on scenarios, based on experience or based on examples can be great ones to ask. And, you know, if it is more junior positions where people haven't had that experience, we can still even say, you know, at a time when you were playing sport or a time when you were at school and just being able to draw out questions that enable people to give examples and to be able to share scenarios of what would you do can also show great creativity and problem-solving skills, which is also really needed working in service. A lot of employers, they get the hire that they need and then they forget about them, but it's important to onboard a new hire. How do you suggest business owners do that? And this really has to be able to start from the moment once we've done the hiring, we think about that whole entire onboarding experience, like from even beforehand. And that might be, you know, the welcome telephone call before the first day. It could be a beautiful welcome gift that arrives in the mail for that team member. And then thinking about that first day experience. I've heard horror stories, Chris, of people being left in reception areas, no one there on time to meet them all the way through to being left at a desk for three days alone. And I love that quote that this is not a a visitor, that's an unexpected person from out of town. We know they're coming. So let's look at how we can plan their onboarding experience to be a really positive one. And also recognising for some teams that this could be a virtual onboarding experience. So we also apply those same principles because not all teams are physically going to be together. So how can we also make a great virtual one? Then we look at that first day, we look at the first week, we look at the first month, we look at the first six months, you know, what's the training that they're going to need? And importantly for me, what is the customer service induction? And that starts at sitting down on that very first day, grabbing those standards and talking to the team member about their role and why it's important, how they make a difference to the customer. And these are the standards and expectations. And then really making sure that that whole onboarding experience, which really when you're looking at it, you know, it is around 12 months that we've got all of those stages around what training, what knowledge, what support, my check-ins as a leader to make sure that we are creating an incredible experience for them. Well, all this effort and time to train them and to ensure they're up to the, the good standards that you're hoping, and it turns out that they are very good at what they do, how do you ensure that they stay with you? Yeah, retention's such an important part of that. And, you know, I think particularly customer service is such a great way to learn 
many, many things, you know, to be able to then look at future career opportunities as well. So retention can be through recognition. It can also be through training. It can also be through looking at how we can continue to give knowledge, but also looking at what that career path might look like for that individual as well. And there are some team members that may, you know, wish to stay in that role, that love being in that customer service role. You may have another team member that's got aspirations around working as a leader and a future leadership position. So what are some of the ways that we can look at their development path? Was working the other day with a team where somebody has got a marketing degree, working in customer service, their aspirations is to work within the marketing department. So I think if customer service is often, you know, seen as a incredible place to be able to nurture talent that has so much experience and expertise that they can bring to many different roles, but that's about knowing the team member and also how we can retain them through, again, making it a great place to be, making it a great place to work, and then looking at how we could also set up their future career opportunities so that they will stay with us rather than losing that incredible talent and going somewhere else. Having said that, though, inevitably, through no one's fault, a staff member does leave from time to time. Is there a process you recommend with offboarding? Definitely. You know, we often talk about in customer service first impressions and final impressions. And I truly believe that the offboarding experience is a really pivotal moment. And everyone wants to know that what they did matters and the time that they had there mattered as well. So, you know, I think the the exit interviews are also an important one to be able to gain any important insights and look for opportunities to be able to improve. But it's also about how we want that team member to feel on that last day and what's that celebration going to be? What's that acknowledgement? You know, what's going to be that parting gift? How are we going to celebrate and honour the team member that contributed and brought so much to our team so that they will always leave there with positive memories of what it's going to be like? And I've seen far too many examples of where that isn't done well and people just walk out the door. But again, they're going to be the person that will potentially refer or not refer others. Or maybe that person may come back. And if they've had a really positive experience when they leave, they're going to leave with fond memories of the organisation. And that can depend, you know, sometimes even redundancy, you know, that's a really, really challenging one for looking at exit. Somebody's got another exciting, important role, of course. Again, we want to be able to celebrate that. And it's also around the sensitivity of why that person is leaving to then be able to have an appropriate farewell. That was customer service specialist Monique Richardson. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.